Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming, and I hope you will stay through it all to the end. Endure to the end. And that's what the, that's what the Lord wants us to do. Christianity is a little bit hard sometimes, but he wants us to endure to the end. Christ showed us how to do it on the cross. He could have got off at any time he wanted off, but he endured it to the end. And then he proved that wasn't even going to hold him. He got out of the grave. And, uh, And showed the whole unseen world who he really was. Isn't that amazing? And I'm going to attempt to change your mind on some things. Um, and I'm going to do it deliberately. Uh, I am an upsetter. I will upset your religion. Uh, I don't like religion. Period. I'm not religious. I was until I got saved. And I ain't religious no more. Uh, and I'll try to explain that. Because it's important that we know who we are, why we're here, what we're here for. And the church ain't got nothing to do with it. And I hope that upsets you. Because it should. I'm going to tell you what God is interested in. And it ain't church. Now I'm going to say that a lot. Because I want you to get the message. It ain't the church. Christ didn't get on that cross to build a church. Okay? Man built the church. What was God after? All the way from Genesis chapter 1. God is after a kingdom. He set up a kingdom. That was his motive. When he was sitting in heaven, he didn't need nothing. He had everything he needed. But he had an idea. What was that idea? That idea became a reality. That idea was a kingdom on earth ruled from an invisible kingdom in the heavens. What an idea. And he began with one man. And that one man became a traitor. That's what he did. And he paid the price. Uh, we need to learn that even in our uh, age, we got traitors that need to be dealt with like traitors. They're traitors to the cause. Even in the church, we have traitors. And they're just overlooked. You start dealing with some of them, and it would change the situation. Very few people would turn into tra to be traitors, but they get away with it. Those who turn against God and become a traitor, don't get away with it. God is serious about this thing. He wants us serious about this. And when, the, when we get serious about what God wants, we're going to change the way we do things. He's serious. Now, I will repeat some things because they're worth repeating, not because I said them. But it's because in the mind of God, when God wants something done, you know, when you tell a kid sometimes to do something, you have to repeat it a couple of times. And Bela does the same thing with me now, even now. Right? So it's important. And if it's worth repeating, it's worth repeating. Okay? Now I want to start with a verse of Scripture. 
I want you to listen to this and uh, remember it. And it's in Luke 22, verse 29. And it says, quickly now, quickly now, you're on my time. Verse 29. And it says, I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me. The message says that a different way. It says, I confer to you a royal authority that was conferred to me. <laughs> Get that? What is a point? Gave, pledged, promised. And when we realize that and realize who we are, why we're here, it'll change our lives. It changed mine and Ms. Vila's. And it changed our church activity. We became very dissatisfied with going to church. Kingdom's more fun. Because the kingdom will last. Churches don't. Churches come and go. Some of them even close the door and you can't get in them. And even now, a lot of churches are closing the door. Going out of business. The kingdom don't. No pandemic or nothing else will affect the kingdom. God is in charge of all. Everything. Totally. Completely. Brother Floyd, I'm, I'm not going to say much today, but I, since pastor's been preaching a lot on this, Pastor Barbara, Luke 22, 29 in the Amplified says, and as my father <clears throat> has appointed a kingdom and conferred it on me, so do I confer on you, on you. the privilege and decree. Is and it is a privilege. It truly is a privilege. And, I, and, and I'll say more about this when we get into looking at the kingdom and how it's set up. But it is a privilege, and it's up to the king. I'm going to tell you a little secret. It's up to the king who gets in it. You can join the church anytime, and you can leave the church, but you're born into the kingdom. <laughs> Period. That's the only way in. You can't come in any other way. You must be born again. That makes us royal beings. It does. Where the dickens am I going? Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I want to read you. I want to. I really need to read you some scripture. And there's a reason behind it. Now, I told you God needed nothing. He needed nothing. Remember that. God, he don't need you. He didn't need anything but his great love and desire to share his kingdom with a being in a natural world. Woo! And he chose you and I to do that through. We have the privilege of manifesting his power from heaven through it. We're, we're the receptacle that it comes through. Comes no other way. God is all powerful. He can do anything he wants to do, but he chose to do it through you. That's his choice to do it through you. You can do nothing without him. 
He won't do anything without you. He can, but he won't. You can't. So we need him. And he wants us. There's a difference. <laughs> that makes you somebody. <laughs> right? Look, every day, look in the mirror. I'm somebody. Created in the image of Almighty God. And I have a purpose here on planet Earth to manifest the kingdom of God in an unseen world. That's why I'm here. Let's get busy. We, we, think, we think, oh God, he just built it. No, the church is our mess up. God said, I'm going to build a kingdom, and I want you to live in it, walk in it, build the kingdom. Anybody can come to church. Anybody can leave the church. Some people ain't getting in the kingdom. How do you get in? Repent and be born again. Then the righteousness of God through Christ comes upon you. And when you get to the, to, the, to the marriage supper and you're naked, you ain't getting in. What do you got to be clothed with? The righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You're clothed with his righteousness. And there are no stains. Most of our garments we wear stained. Now the blood cleanses and wash and, and it covers all them sins, but sin leaves a stain. All sin leaves a stain. How do you get rid of the stain? God's detergent. More blood. That's how you get rid of it. You keep applying the blood. Apply the blood. Apply the blood. Apply the blood. Till it no longer is a stain. You're clean. Clear through. And pure before God. And all of the world. You can be there. It ain't easy. It ain't cheap. But it's worth it. I'm through. No. <laughs> I do a lot of reading, and you might notice that I do a lot of reading behind Miles Monroe. He, he lived in a kingdom, and you can pick up a lot of, see, we don't understand kingdom living, but because we got a president, and if we don't like him, we're going to vote him out. Or, or the Democrats get him out, one or the other, you know. But, but we're in charge of it. But in the kingdom, who's in charge of a kingdom? The king is. See? And, and his authority is law. It is unchangeable. You, you, you doesn't do any good to debate it. The truth is still the same, whether we like it or not. If you, listen, there is a price you pay for ungodliness. You can sin if you want to, but it's going to cost you. It cost Jesus to get you to where you are. Now, if you sin, it's going to cost you. It don't cost him. If it cost him, he would have to get on the cross and die again. He's not going to do it. You're the one has got to die. It ain't pretty, is it? Scary. But Paul say, I die daily. I die daily. You have to die. It ain't, it's, it's, and you get before heaven someday, and, every, and everybody, everybody, 
is going to stand there one day. Woo! And you don't want to stand alone. You want to stand with Jesus and the, on one side and the Holy Ghost on the other side. Woo! One trying you and one said, hey, but he did this and he did that. And he trusted you by faith and you cleaned him up and you washed him. And he tried. He kept trying. And come on in, my good and faithful servant. See, we don't have to be perfect, but we got to try. A lot of people in the church don't even try. They don't have to because there's no cost to not try the church. Well, they'll, you know, I can go back next Sunday and I, I can even go drunk if I want. I've had people come in the church drunk. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And they fear not God. But when Jesus comes, will he find fear in our hearts? If Jesus Christ were to sit down here today and look at you, would there be some, listen, I'm going to tell you something. When you, when, you see the, when you look into those eyes and it don't penetrate into your soul, there's darkness in there. Good night, I didn't want to do all that. Let me, let me back. My wife says, honey, don't chase no rabbits. There shouldn't be any rabbits in here to chase. Okay? <laughs> Genesis 10.10. 10. First time kingdom was mentioned. Genesis 10. Whoop. Somebody got it? Genesis 10.10. 10. My pages are stuck together. wonder what causes that. Slobber, I imagine. In the beginning of his kingdom, in the beginning of his kingdom, that's the first time it was mentioned. So when did he start kingdom? He started it in the first, first verse of Genesis because he gave this fellow that he created Dominion power. And he dropped. See, he didn't lose heaven. He lost a kingdom. He didn't come from heaven. He was from earth, earthly. So he lost a kingdom that was supposed to have been on earth. And he gave it up. He surrendered it. Jesus came back 4,000 years later to restore what Adam surrendered. That was the kingdom. And he's the king. And you and I have privilege. We have a privilege to be part of that kingdom. It is a privilege. To be part of and to share in the maintaining of this world from heaven. See, we're here to maintain this world. Adam was here to maintain a kingdom and he gave it up. Jesus gave us that authority back. He gave us back the authority that all the royal authority that God put in him. He put in us. Got it? I told a gun. It's a 45. No, it's 66 books. I got 66 bullets in here. Bam, bam, bam. This, this is your weapon. This, this, get for me. This is your weapon. It's not only a weapon. It's a treasure book. Chest. It's full of treasure. Nuggets, rubies, pearls. And but you they ain't laying on the they not laying on the top. You have to dig for it. I told Barbara, well, I was gonna bring I was gonna bring a little shovel and a little brush and a little digger and, and show you ooh, how how to study your Bible. 
And, and boy, what you do, you get in there and you reach, whoo, what, oh, and you dig and you scrape around. You, you become, you become, what do you call them people? Archaeologists? Is that what they're called? They pick up these rocks and brush them off and blow the dirt away and clean them out and say, what have I got? What, what have I got here? Oh, my, look, look, look. That's what this ought to be to us. This ought to be a treasure. We talked about making disciples. That's how you make disciples. You say, look, I found something. Woo, my God, it's, it's changing my life, and it's feeding my soul. Don't come. And that's where it's at. Preaching ought to be feeding Hungry people. The word of God. Nuggets from heaven. That's what preaching is all about. It ain't building a church. My God, you can go to college and learn how to build a church. It took me one day. I went one day. Wasn't, it wasn't there all day. I got enough of that. And the Lord told me, if you'll leave, I'll show you my Bible and how to preach it, my word and how to live by it, my kingdom, how to get in it. College don't teach you that. But God wants us to be his. I'm his. Are you? And he may tell Listen, there's a difference between me and her. And, and somehow or another, we've lived together a long time. But there's still a difference. I love to hear her pray. She prays better than I do. I, I'm, I got a, I got a, a one-track mind. She prays for everything. I pray for one thing at a time. Bow. And that's it. I, I, I try. I said, Lord, I want to pray like she... Woo! And Lord, well, get in her pants and wear them a while. I'm, I'm me. God created us all different, and He put us together. I pinpoint the things, and she prays for everything. See how we get it all covered, huh? Now I'm not wrong; she's not wrong. Now I'm not right; she's not right. But together, together. Woo, we covered we cover everything. Now, if both of us were single-minded, golly, it'd be tough, wouldn't it? <laughs> God's amazing. Really amazing. Now, what the re what was the reasoning behind all of it? God was wanting, God desired, God had an idea. Of a kingdom. That was his idea. A concept. Oh, I got that wrote down here somewhere. Where? See. He had an idea and it became a concept. And the concept became a precept. And man has made it a misconception. They've messed it up. Because they said, oh, God, God came down here. He wanted to build a church. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. A church is a gathering of people at the end of the week to share the wonders of the week about how they experienced the presence of Almighty God in their gathering and what happened, why it happened, and to share not only from each other what God is doing, but to share our living. Read the Bible. We have become, because we listen to a, a fellow that has sabotaged the gospel, and he says, well, y'all are individuals. No, we're not. We're a body that has different 
reaches. I reach one. You reach one. And we reach out. And we touch. And we grow. And we're growing the kingdom. We're not growing a religion. We're growing the kingdom. But it's grown only by people being born again. Oh, if I can just get you in there and join the church. Maybe someday you'll fall down and be born again. Hogwash. They ain't going to do it. Because once they get in, the devil's going to say, well, you made it. You, re- you ready now. You ready for anything. And then trouble comes. And you don't know what to do. You're wiped out. It's all over. I thought it'd never happen again. And you don't know what to do. Take it to Jesus. See, he's the king. The king wants to hear from you. Let me, let me tell you this. Good grief. Let me tell you this. I thought, man, when the Lord told me that, when, when they invented computers, I thought, whoo! I'm, I'm, I, I don't know nothing about one. But I found out something. You know what prayer is? Let, do you know what prayer really is? Email to heaven. Email God. Tell him your problems. And then wait for an answer. Because I type my things in there. And you just sit there and wait. It's coming. It, it's, it's coming. It's coming. And when it comes, wow. So that prayer, listen, when, when t- t- tell your mate, while I'm going into my closet, I got to email heaven about something. I didn't like how you treated me. And I'm going to take it to heaven, and he'll deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. He'll deal with it. Because you mistreated me. You said something that wasn't true. He will deal with it. But he ain't going to deal with it if you deal with it. You release him when you start dealing with it. And by the way, you're going to make a mess out of it. <laughs> Aren't we all? I Listen to me. Salvation is a... You're born again. But conversion takes a lifetime. Trial after trial, walk after walk, one step at a time. What did Jesus tell the disciples? He said, come, follow me, and I will teach you to become. See, we're here to become. We are becomers. Okay? What am I becoming? I don't know. We're all waiting to see. But we're here to become. I became, and I was messed up. I was really messed up. But look at me now. I'm all together. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's enough. I was, no. Isn't God awesome? Can I tell you something? God's got a sense of humor. So, we not get, we got to remember that. He, he created Pee Wee Herman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe you like him, I don't know. I want to read you some scripture. I think these are important. To the subject. See, the subject, I, I, want, I want you to, I, if, if, if I can do anything, is get the church mentality out of you 
and get kingdom mentality in you. Okay? You're here to do kingdom work. You walk in the kingdom. And when you leave this building, oh my God, you're still in the kingdom. So you have to watch what you say, what you do, how you dress, where you go, who you go with. Yeah. It don't stop when you walk out them doors. But now the church may never know it. But he do. What did you say? He, he said one time, he said, God knows some stuff. He really does. He knows some stuff. We need to be aware of that. Matthew chapter 10. And verse 7. And I'm going to read you a bunch of scripture here pretty quick. So keep your finger on the Bible. We're not going to go but a few pages at a time. Verse 7, as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's pretty close. Pretty close, you know. <laughs> Amen. Hey, you can use it to go. Woo. You can. I, listen, if, if you have a spiritual itch, God can scratch it for you. He is. Oh, now, go with me, Jack. I hope y'all don't mind me having fun. Luke chapter. Where was he at? Matthew, Matthew chapter uh, twelve, verse twenty-eight. I marked my scripture and still can't find it. Verse 28. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. We do it by the kingdom. That's kingdom work. Satan, Satan ain't going to cast out Satan. Is he? I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. Now then, let's go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18 and verse uh, 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. The kingdom of heaven takes into account. <laughs> Listen to me, folks. There's a book written about you every day, every minute of every day. Let me tell you something. Now listen. You got 86,000 a day. A day. Brand new. Every day. To do with as you see fit. Mostly to glorify God with. And if you do not use them all, you lose them. But tomorrow you get 86,000 more seconds every day to glorify God use them wisely if you don't you lose them but you can start over tomorrow isn't that amazing boy is God good to us he knew us yeah now See that, that word reckon is a the Greek word is a bookkeeping word. Oh yeah. It's it's yeah. bookkeeping and so he is going to keep open book. his book 
and he's going to say, okay, this and this, and you did this and this and this, and, and see if how it adds up. That's right. That's what he's going to do. And I want, I want it to add up correctly with his figures. <laughs> well, he's not a Democrat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but our government does things crooked. His don't. He shoots straight. He knows everything. You can't cover up nothing that he don't see. You may think it's covered up. And it will be exposed. You'll say, oh, no. Yeah, it will. You know how to keep it from being exposed? Get it under the blood. He can't see through the blood. You know what he sees when he sees the blood? Blood. It's thick. It works. But don't keep doing the same thing. I'm going to get a drink in a minute. Now, let me tell you something. Faith sees the invisible. Faith hears or believes the incredible. And faith receives the impossible. Isn't that amazing? Faith is something else. There are three kinds of faith. Natural. There are only three kinds. Natural, given to every man. That faith is to give you the ability to look out and see the trees growing and say, wow, there's a God that made all of this. And if you respond to that faith right, you, you receive saving faith. If you don't respond to that right, you receive dead faith, which will get you nowhere. Most people are wallowing around in dead faith because they want to do it themselves. I'm going to make my own way, you know. I know what I'm going to do. Do you? I know what's best. Do you? The Bible says in Matthew 24 and verse 14. Still talking about the kingdom, ain't we? We haven't changed the subject yet, have we? Oh, Billy changed the subject. Now, listen, I'm, I'm the only one that can say anything about her. I got a license. And, dang, she tore it up. So I can't say nothing. Verse 14 says, And this gospel is the, gosp is the gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. You know how to get Jesus to come back? Get busy preaching. He'll come back quicker. Now, if you will, I want to go to Luke. We're going to tear up Luke here for a few minutes and see what that says. And Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, <coughs> verse 43. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities. What's he preaching? The kingdom. That's his subject. That was Jesus Christ's subject. Kingdom, kingdom, 
kingdom, kingdom, kingdom, not church, kingdom. Man created the church to appease the gods. Oh, but Lord, I went to church Sunday. Yeah, but you live like the devil during the week. Man, man, man. Luke 8. See, when you get in this book and start looking at it and saying, whoa, we've missed something. This thing about kingdom is, is this, this is serious about God. Our God serious about the kingdom. Verse 1. And it shall come to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. Most people just go telling how wonderful their church is and leave the kingdom out. Yeah, that's all they're doing. And where will that get you? There's going to be a great big bonfire one day in heaven. And all those things that you did and you're going to think you're going to get rewarded for going to be piled up in a pile. And boy, you're going to stand back and pat yourself on the back and say, Woo, look what I did. And then the Lord's going to set fire to it. And everything is going to burn up that you did for yourself and your own benefit and your own glory to make you look good going to burn up, Shoo. and there will be a few little nuggets in the bottom of the ashes that you'll get rewarded for, and those are the things you did because you obeyed God, and that's all you get rewarded for. Changes things, doesn't it? When you get in that pulpit, you preach what God tells you to preach. Nothing else. You'll get mad. People will get mad at you. Run you off. Criticize. Talk. God will judge them. Don't worry. He'll judge them. Everybody that ever talked about me is dead. Of course, they're, they're old. <laughs> but they still died. And they thought they were going to outlive me. I'm still here. Can I tell you something? Your only promise, 70 years, I'm past that. I'm living in glory. I am. I'm not kidding you a bit. The enemy has tried to take me out several times. God says, no, I'm going to reward him for going places that no one else would go, doing things, preaching things no one else would preach. And I was told not to preach them. But God said, preach them. A lot of preachers die young. Why? They preach to please people, not God. I'm going to tell you something. God will honor you if you will honor his word. Quite amazing, isn't it? He's worth, he's worth the trouble. Matter of fact, I've been on the deathbed two or three times. And whoo, God will breathe life back in you. Because he can say, I'm going to reward you with some more breathing. I mean, I've stared heaven. I've seen heaven. The outskirts. I don't know what would happen if I'd have got downtown. Probably. Really. I didn't want to come back even, even seeing what I saw. I, I Woo! I didn't want to come back. Anybody said, you, you got to go. 
It ain't time yet. We've all been given an allotted date to die. We can live past that as a reward. We can go before that by, by disobedience. It's up to you. We get up here and say, oh, I'm scared to death. I'm excited. God gave me the chance. Woo! I mean, wow! This is an honor to share. Just to say, it's an honor to say, God, how great you are. You give me breath to breathe, a voice to sing, words to say, eyes to see, ears to hear. None of us have got an excuse to grumble, bellyache, complain. But now listen, if he were to if if the if the only way to heaven was to nail you to a cross, none of you would make it. Jesus paid the price. Now all he says is. Obey me and honor me with your life. Whatever I say, you be willing to do it. If I say, we's going down the road one day, me and two or three preachers was in the car. And I sitting in the back seat, and boy, we's headed to Monroe. Talking about you having a good time. And the Lord told me, I looked over like this, and I said, oh my goodness. And the Lord said, stop, go in there and visit. And we was on the wrong side of town. And I said, Lord, do you know where we are? Yeah. So I said, fellas, we need to stop. Why? I said, well, Lord wants us to visit uh, uh, the house back there. And we need to visit it. Now, are you sure? I said, yes. God wants us to visit. And they pulled over to the side of the road. Which house? I said, I don't know. Just keep backing up. And we backed up the side of the road. And we got to this house. And I said, right here. Little shotgun house. Big ditch in the front. Had a board across it. He said, Brother Lord, are you sure? I said, I'm sure. We got out of the car, walked across that little board, knocked on the door. Who is it? And I said, it's a couple of preachers, and we sure would like to visit, will you? She said, oh, yes, come on in. And we walked into this little shotgun house, and there was a bed in the front room. And there was a little old lady laying in that bed. Dying. We walked up beside the bed and said, Honey, God told us to stop. She said, I know it. I was praying that He'd send somebody that I could talk to just before I went out to meet Him. God, man. And she blessed us. And she died. Ain't God something? Ain't God something? And he's just simply wanting to say, hey, I'll bless you in ways you never thought was possible. God has sent me and Miss Vila all over the country, and he paid the way. We've been to Mexico, Oregon, and a lot of places, and he paid the way. It never cost us anything. 
He's worth serving. Pay's good too. And it and you can get drunk anytime you want to. <laughs> and there ain't no hangover. I got drunk at Calvary one time and was drunk for six months. You can drive drunk, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Ain't God good to us? He wants to be better. You know what's keeping him from it? How do you get them blessings? Obey him. Obey his every word. This is a book that needs to be obeyed. Whatever it says, believe it and obey it. God honors his word. This is his commitment to me, to you. Obey this word. Don't argue with it. Obey it. I can't see nothing. Are we still here? <laughs> Woo! I ain't through. And if y'all would give me a minute, I'll finish up. Can I finish up? I mean, if, if anybody wants to go to lunch... Hang around a minute, I'll go with you. Okay, th th listen, this, this, this stuff's good, isn't it? I mean, not me. You got the, you got the same book, don't you? Yeah, it is, honey. And guess what? It's going to be in heaven. And it's going, you're going to be judged by it. So obey it. God, what a, what a Savior. Luke verse 9, uh, chapter 9, and verse 11. I'll try to get through them real quick. Because I think, I, I think it may not help nobody else, but it helped you. All right? And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them the kingdom of God. What did Jesus preach? Kingdom. What did he teach? Kingdom. What did he offer? Kingdom. That's it. That's his message. Would you go with me another step? Look, look at Luke 12. Luke 12, <coughs> Woo! 31, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. You believe that? Oh, but there's a catch. Did you catch it? Seek ye first. Not when you're in a hospital bed. Not when you're rested and got your makeup on. He said, seek me first. The per and I mean, my wife's sitting here. But I'm going to tell you something. I met a lady one time years ago. I was pastoring in Texas. And this lady was well into her 60s. 
that was a gorgeous lady. And she sought God with a passion first and foremost and obeyed his every command. Loved her husband, honored her husband. I'm telling you, it was amazing to watch. There wasn't a wrinkle on her. There wasn't a gray hair. She was gorgeous. And she was well into her 60s. I'm going to tell you how to stay pretty. And it ain't by buying makeup. Get it on your knees. You get it on your knees. And men are stronger on their knees than any other time. Good night. All right. Can we go a little, little, another step further? Luke 16. Verse 16. And, and, and there, there's some more over there, but I'm going to leave them out. Verse 16. And the law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man. Isn't that amazing? What did they preach? Kingdom. How many times have you noticed that the church was mentioned? Wouldn't. What's his message? He honors only the the kingdom. Kingdom teaching is what makes they see. Here's why you can fill up a church full of dead people. You can. I've been there. Preach to them. And it's hard to raise the dead unless you have a meal to serve them. That'll raise them. But in the kingdom, it's different. In the kingdom, people are eager to honor God with their presence, with their money, with what? God gave it to me. And listen, God said, if you'll give it, I'll bless you. I'll pour more out on you. Hey, we don't believe that. And so we don't practice it. My God in heaven. All right, let's go. Luke 18, did I say Luke 18? 18 verse 17. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God, you got to receive it. He, it's an offer. He offers it. You can walk in it. You can live in it. It's an offer. But you have to receive it. You know how that is? If I said, Toby, I'm going to give you this Bible. You believe I'm going to give it to him? But what's he got to do? Receive it. God's made an offer. You've got to receive it. How do you receive it? You, you, you make up your mind. That you're going all the way with God. Not going to hold nothing back. It's, it's a thing you have to decide. It's, it comes from down in here. And, and, and it begins to boil. And it boils. And it boils. And, and one day it gets past all this junk. And, every, and it gets up in here. And you say, woo. And it changes your mind about everything. Everything you you see, you see everywhere. Woo! God's everywhere. You can't drive far enough to get away from him. And you can't go deep enough. 
He's always there. So, what do you do? Surrender. Might as well. You can't get away from him. One day, you're going to face him. And he's going to say, you know, I gave you 86,000 seconds every day to do something for the glory of God. And you didn't use all of them. And you lost them. Every day we ought to be a busy about building the kingdom of Almighty God. That's why we're here. That's why God created Adam and gave him a mandate. Build my kingdom. And he, he was a traitor. Don't become a traitor. Good night. I still got. Look at the pages. My God, y'all go. We bring us some dinner. We no. Listen. There's more. You cannot exhaust this book. It's rich every day, but only for those who are willing. To take the tools and get rid of the, and dig around and look at it. And you find a verse, whoo, look, look at that. Did you hear what God just, wow, I'm somebody. In God's eyes, you are. Maybe not in anyone else. But who are you here to please? God. Don't worry about anybody else. Obey God. Whatever he says, do it. You don't have to do it right. God can cover a mistake. But he cannot cover you sitting on your rump and never doing anything about it. Get up. What did he tell the lame man? Nope. He never would have walked if he hadn't got up. And neither will you. God told me that I was going to preach. And I said, no, I ain't. Yeah, you're going to preach. And after he got through, I walked up to my, pre my pastor one morning. 12.15. And I said, Brother, I'm here to surrender to preach. And he said, Okay, you can preach tonight. Good guy. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, well, I had, my first sermon was 32 minutes. <laughs> And I'm still long-winded. And I could go now for ages. I'm and, I, and I appreciate, I mean, it, to me, it, it, it's, 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 you don't know how much of a joy it is to just share. God's blessed me and her till it's, look. Look, that's a blessing. He'll bless you if you let him. But you got to let him. He ain't going to do it without you responding to him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your holy name. I bless you, Lord. You are Lord God Almighty. Woo! The Lord of lords and the King of kings. And you have blessed me with just the privilege to say, I love you, and I'm loved by you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You want to bless me? 
and I yield. I yield, Lord. Bless me. Bless me. I want to be blessed. I want to be your favorite. Have your way. Do unto me, dear Lord, as it pleases you, because I know I can take it. I can take it. And bless me till it hurts. Woo, Jesus, you good. And I love you. And I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Woo. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.